Dr. Jacob here with MedPod 101. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you do, there are more episodes available for purchase on iTunes. Simply search MedPod 101, and you'll find our complete episode archive split into Part 1 and Part 2. Both of these albums are available for purchase on the iTunes Store. Welcome to MedPod 101 Mystery Theater. Tonight, our detective doctor becomes involved with the case of the Dizzy Dame. It was hot in the office. I had spent all day watching my ceiling fan going round and round and round. That's the sort of thing detective doctors do when business is slow. Then, she walked in. Why, hello, I... Oh, oh, dear. She had just fallen all over the floor. Hardly an example of feminine grace. But still, with the way she looked, I was about ready to fall head over heels myself. Can I be of service, Miss... Spells. Desi Spells. And are you the, um... I promise you I'm just the guy that you're looking for. You mean, you're the detective doctor? What do you know? I really was the guy she was looking for. It seems that for the last month, Miss Spells had been having nausea and dizziness. Being coy, she wouldn't tell me just exactly how old she was, but I would have guessed maybe thirty-five at the most. Her episodes of dizziness lasted about three to five minutes each. At least, that's how long they lasted at first. In the last week, they had worsened until they lasted up to two hours. Her worst episodes had been accompanied by vomiting as well as tinnitus, also called tinnitus, also called ringing in your ears. Now I've learned a thing or two about dizziness in my day, and one thing I've learned is that no patient really means the same thing when they say they're dizzy. For this reason, I always break dizziness up into three categories. One, vertigo. Two, lightheadedness. And three, everything else. So I asked her, had she ever actually passed out? She said no, though she was stumbling more lately. I asked if she felt the world was moving around her. She said yes, which means she had vertigo. Vertigo is the same feeling you get if you spin in a circle way too quickly. Just to be on the safe side, I asked her then if she felt light-headed, like she does if she stands up too fast. She said no. I was glad that for once it was so clear-cut. I've had patients complain of dizziness when they had a mild headache or tingling. Some patients will say that they're feeling dizzy when really they're just having trouble walking, maybe due to Parkinson's. Feeling confident that this was a case of vertigo, I excused myself from the room and listened in to my favorite show, MedPod 101. Hello and welcome again to MedPod 101, bringing you basic and practical clinical medicine on the go. Today we'll be discussing vertigo. What system needs to be disturbed for a patient to feel vertigo? The vestibular system. Where are the end organs of the vestibular system located? In the bony labyrinths of the skull. And what's sitting there in the bony labyrinths of the inner ears in the skull? Three semicircular canals and the otolithic apparatus, meaning the utricle and saccule. What is the function of the canals? The canals transduce angular acceleration. What is the function of the otoliths? They transduce linear acceleration. 
as well as just give a sense of gravity. What fluid fills the bony labyrinth? Perilymph. But remember, inside the bony labyrinth is a membranous labyrinth. And what fluid fills the membranous labyrinth? Endolymph. Which fluid surrounds the hair cells? Endolymph. What ganglion cells innervate the hair cells? Vestibular ganglion cells. And through which nerve does the neural output of these end organs convey information to the vestibular nuclei? Along cranial nerve 8. Where did the projections from the vestibular nuclei go? Several places, including the nuclei of cranial nerves 3, 4, and 6, the cerebral cortex, cerebellum, and the spinal cord. In this way, the vestibular system is able to communicate with the other sensory systems that help the body to maintain spatial orientation and posture. What are the other two major sensory systems involved? The somatosensory system and the visual system. What is the vestibulo-ocular reflex? The vestibulo-ocular reflex is what allows the eyes to adjust for change in head position. Through what neurologic structure do the projections from the vestibular nuclei reach the third and fourth cranial nerve? The medial longitudinal fasciculus. Because of these neurologic connections, Patients who have vertigo often present with characteristic eye movements. What are these characteristic eye movements known as? Nystagmus, a rapid back-and-forth movement of the eyes. What causes physiologic vertigo, that is, vertigo that occurs in normal people? Physiologic vertigo occurs whenever the brain is confronted with a disagreement between the three stabilizing sensory systems. What are those three stabilizing sensory systems? The vestibular system, of course, the eyes, and the somatosensory system, which helps give a sense of your body in space. What are some examples of physiologic vertigo? The easiest example is what happens when you stop spinning in a circle really quickly. Your inner ear feels like it's still moving, and your eyes tell you you've stopped. The resulting disagreement is vertigo. Other examples include situations in which the vestibular system is confronted by an environment that it's not adapted to, such as stepping onto a boat, or when the eyes are confronted by something they're not used to, such as looking through a microscope, or when looking down from a great height. We've discussed how the systems of equilibrium work normally. Now let's talk about pathologic vertigo. What are the two major classifications of pathologic vertigo? Peripheral and central. Which of these is more common? Peripheral. What causes physiologic post-rotational vertigo? And notice that even though it's called physiologic, it is a pathologic type of vertigo. Physiologic post-rotational vertigo is a hallucinatory sensation of spinning due to labyrinthine dysfunction. Normally, the two vestibular end organs in the inner ear create a tonic resting firing rate. 
the horizontal canal on the right fires as if you were constantly turning towards the right. The inner ear on the left fires as if you were constantly turning in that direction, and the two generally balance each other out. If something happens to one of those end organs, the feeling is the same as just one end organ firing. So you will feel as if you are turning towards the stronger end organ. The result is peripheral vertigo. Can you give some examples of causes of peripheral vertigo? Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, acute labyrinthitis, Meniere's disease, perilymphatic fistula, and of course, you can't forget the effects of certain drugs. In fact, as a general rule, you should always be able to mention drugs for just about any sign or symptom that you're questioned about on the wards, although it's good to have some particular drug in mind. What drugs can lead to labyrinthine dysfunction and peripheral vertigo? There are many correct answers, but you should remember in particular alcohol and the aminoglycosides. What causes benign paroxysmal positional vertigo? Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV, is due to a dislodged bit of material floating around in one of those canals. The resulting changes of pressure within the canals of the inner ear are mistaken as changes in head position. What physical exam technique can be used in the diagnosis of BPPV? The Dix-Hallpike maneuver. And how is this done? The patient is lowered from a sitting position to a supine position, with the head turned at 45 degrees. You then watch the patient for nystagmus. How is benign paroxysmal positional vertigo treated? Well, it's usually self-limited. However, there are maneuvers that you can do to help dislodge that little bit of material in the inner ears. What are these maneuvers known as? Epley maneuvers. When should you suspect a patient of having a perilymphatic fistula? When episodes of vertigo are precipitated by Valsalva maneuvers or by exertion. What usually causes a perilymphatic fistula? Head trauma, barotrauma, or middle ear surgery. What are the common causes of acute labyrinthitis? Bacterial or viral infection, especially herpes simplex 1. How do patients with labyrinthitis present? Well, given the topic of today's discussion, you might correctly guess they present with acute vertigo. It's important to note that there's no tinnitus or hearing loss. If a patient presents with chronic vertigo that has been worsening, as well as tinnitus, what should you suspect? You should be suspicious of Meniere's disease. What causes Meniere's disease? Endolymphatic hydrops, which is a fancy way of saying that the endolymphatic system has had an increase in volume. While the ultimate cause is often unknown, syphilis and head trauma have been implicated. What is the age range for patients presenting with Meniere's disease? Onset is typically in middle age. What are some complications of Meniere's? Multiple attacks may lead to gradual hearing loss. You may also have remissions and relapses of Meniere's throughout the lifespan of the patient. How is Meniere's disease treated? 
You may treat vertigo symptomatically with meclizine or dimenhydrinate. A low-sodium diet and diuretics may also be used to treat the endolymphatic hydrops. In severe and intractable cases, you may place a surgical shunt. However, this causes hearing loss half of the time. All right, rapid-fire quiz. I'm going to name a characteristic of either central or peripheral vertigo, and you just say to which type of vertigo the characteristic belongs. On your marks, get set, and go! This type of vertigo may be characterized by vertical or purely torsional nystagmus. Central vertigo. Which vertigo generally has a more severe presentation? Peripheral vertigo. Which type of vertigo may be accompanied by tinnitus or deafness? Peripheral vertigo. Which type of vertigo is most commonly associated with neurologic findings? Central vertigo. What are some causes of central vertigo? It may be a result of migraine, ischemic or infectious lesions, tumor, or rarely vestibular epilepsy. We've talked about labyrinthine or peripheral vertigo as well as central vertigo. However, there is something that connects the two, which is vertigo of vestibular nerve origin. What are some potential causes of vertigo due to vestibular nerve pathology? One of the most common causes is a tumor, usually a schwannoma, known as an acoustic neuroma. An appropriately placed meningioma can also have a similar effect. How do patients present if they have an acoustic neuroma? With vestibulo-auditory impairment, such as tinnitus, vertigo, and hearing loss. What is the treatment? Radiation therapy or surgical resection. Now let's do a quick overview of the symptomatic treatment of vertigo. What are four classes of drugs that can be used to treat acute vertigo? Antihistamines, tranquilizers with GABAergic effects, phenothiazines, and glucocorticoids. Sympathomimetics such as ephedrine and some anticholinergic drugs like a scopolamine transdermal patch may also be useful. Okay, I told you that review of symptomatic treatment was going to be fast, but we have a lot more material to cover. So far we've only talked about half the causes of dizziness. That is, we've only discussed true vertigo. When we come back, we'll discuss an approach to vertigo's counterpart, lightheadedness. I turned off my iPod. I had heard everything I needed to know. I knew exactly what was going on with Miss Spells. Miss Spells? It sounds like you're having vertigo. Given the fact that your ears have been ringing, I think it's peripheral. I think most likely that you're having Meniere's disease. However, it's possible that you have a schwannoma. I'd like to make sure I'll check with a uh, MRI. In the meantime, I think I'll start you up on some meclizine. How does that sound, Miss Spells? Uh, Miss Spells? Desi? I looked around my office. Mm-hmm. What? And there she was, on the floor. Miss Spells, what happened? I... I don't know. I, I was feeling dizzy, just like I have been, and, and everything went black. Miss Spells, did you hear anything that I said when I came into the room? No, no, I don't recall. Good. I'm pretty sure I was wrong. 
Miss Spells, I think you should go to the hospital for the time being. I'll see you there soon. I think that you just had a syncopal episode. It's possible that it's been related to the dizziness you've been feeling. I have to do a little bit more research. I'll see you in the hospital soon. I called for help to get her to the hospital. I didn't want her driving around. So now I had a genuine mystery on my hands. I hate those. You've been listening to MedPod 101 Mystery Theater. Listen again next week for part two of The Case of the Dizzy Dame. Thanks for listening to this episode of MedPod 101. If you enjoyed the show today, there are more episodes available for purchase on the iTunes Store. Search MedPod 101 and you will find our complete episode archive split into parts 1 and 2 available for download as albums on the iTunes Store.